Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Just finished watching a little Sunday night football. Mahomes, Kelsey, they do it again. The Chargers blow it. But nothing new if you've been watching Charger football, I don't know, for decades. Some thoughts on the Eagles, some thoughts on Zach Wilson, some thoughts on the NFC East. How about them Cowboys? Uh... Middlecoff mailbag. I'm going to need some of you guys in the mailbag. At John Middlecoff, fire in those DMs. Thanksgiving schedule will be podcast today, podcast Tuesday, and then probably just a little gambling thing for Wednesday morning. Um, and then be back again, you know, starting next Sunday for uh, for some podcasts. But obviously, holiday weekend. Enjoy Thanksgiving. You listen on Collins feed. Make sure you subscribe to the 3 and Out podcast. Tell your friends. Share the podcast. Appreciate everybody. <laughs> Okay, uh, you know, you go into that final drive after the Chargers take the lead. Under two minutes to go, was there any doubt in anyone's mind that the Chiefs weren't going to win that game? Did it cross anyone's mind that Patrick Mahomes, and because it's the Chargers, Travis Kelsey, were going to make play after play after play and score a touchdown in a back-breaking fashion? to one of the great underachieving franchises in the history of American sports. And we'll dive into the Chargers here in a second. But we talked about it a couple weeks ago when Mahomes pulled that drive basically with his legs out of the crevices of you-know-where to beat the Titans a couple weeks back. And then tonight, like, listen, I, I try not to be prisoner of the moment. Though, you know, I'm, I'm a football fan at heart, and I, I'm an emotional guy, so I, I probably say some things... Sometimes in the, uh, you know, instant reaction that sometimes the longer it kind of marinates, you know, maybe it's a little uh, little over the top. But I truly believe this. And listen, I, I grew up going to Memorial Stadium back when the uh, school actually cared about sports. And I watched Tony Gonzalez in college. And I followed his career very, very closely. 
Shannon Sharp, I, I love Shannon Sharp as a player. Th- those two were the best two receiving tight ends. I didn't see Bravaro. I'm not counting. I'm talking modern day post internet. Even though Shannon Sharp, the majority of his career was in the 90s, but I, I feel like I watched a lot of them. And then obviously Gronk, who was a spectacular all into himself, right? We, we've never quite seen anything quite like that, the total package. Because <clears throat> Tony Gonzalez, you know, was just not a blocking tight end. And, I mean, the Chiefs had another guy, last name Dunn, remember the big guy, I think 87, who was basically like another offensive tackle. And Shannon Sharp was just an all-time great receiver. Now, he played tight end, but, I mean, the, the receiving genetics. And then Gronk, the only problem for Gronk is he couldn't stay healthy. And by the end of, by the middle of his career, he looked like Barry Bonds, right? He had the arm, uh, he had the arm brace, the knee brace, but when he was on, Gronk's a, a freak of all time freaks. What Travis Kelsey is putting on right now for about seven straight years is just incredible to watch. I mean, one, he's got to be one of the most durable players in the league. He does not miss games. And from a right wide receiving standpoint, like, Nobody could cover him. And this year, if you wanted to say in years past, and I've said it before, they were the great trio of my lifetime, and I do think they were going to go down as the best trio of all time, they chose to tra- trade Tyreek Hill. So you could, if you wanted to push back, you'd be like, he played with the greatest speed-wide receiver not named Randy Moss ever in Tyreek Hill. So it opened up the middle of the field. Well, this year, he's playing with Juju. They trade for Kadarius Tony. Uh, they got this Pacheco seventh round running back hybrid guy. Like everyone knows that the ball is going to 87, especially the Chargers, because the guy has been scoring. I-, I swear to God, in the last five years watching him play the Chargers, he has 70 touchdowns. Like he is a touchdown machine against these guys. So no franchise and no defensive coordinator and no team should put the red dot and go, we need to slow down this guy. And they can't do it. They absolutely have no shot to stop 87. They just cannot slow him down. I believe he's the greatest tight end that I've ever seen. And I'm trying not to be over the top. I would have put him, hell, before coming into this season, he would have been in the mix anyway. But what this guy's building on, and it's pretty clear. To me, the Chiefs, and I understand they lost to the Bills at home. It was a tough loss. To me, they're the best team in the league. I would have the most faith, and they'll probably play the Bills again, and I'm going to pick the Chiefs. That doesn't mean the Bills can't win. I have a lot of respect for the Bills. But as we've seen, when they get in some of these tight games and they're losing, or it gets tight in the fourth quarter, they blow it. I don't count today. The final score is a lot close, or a lot. uh, the, The final score is not representative of the game that they played against the Browns. But to me, if I had to pick right now, and I was a betting man, I would bet on the Chiefs to win it all. They are much more complete this season. And, I mean, they got the best tight end ever, who's still in the peak of his powers, and they got the best quarterback in the league. I mean, he's going to win the MVP. Obviously, Rodgers isn't going to win it this year. It's going back to Patrick. And him and Andy are just in the zone, and there was never a doubt in my mind that they weren't going to drive. You know, I don't know what number could have been on the clock that I would have been nervous. Maybe 30 seconds? But anything over a minute, like, yeah, they're they're figuring this out. And they did it with ease. I mean, they did it with what? 20, 28 seconds remaining on the clock. At one point in time on that drive, I'm like, are they going to score too quick? And it's crazy because I, we care about the Chargers probably more on the West Coast than most people throughout the country, most football fans. Because why would you care? That they're It's weird, right? They're relevant, but they're also kind of not. They're mainly relevant because... 
They've now had two decades of Drew Brees to Phillip Rivers to Justin Herbert. If you're listening to this and you're a Colts fan, you've had five straight years with five fucking different quarterbacks. They've gone from Drew Brees, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, who they got in the second round, to Phillip Rivers because Eli Banning didn't want to go there. And now Justin Herbert, who's easily, of those three, the most physically gifted. And listen, we can nitpick all we want. His win-loss record obviously isn't as good as his talent. You can't watch the Chargers and think it's Justin Herbert's fault. His coach has no fucking clue what to do. Their defense never gets a stop when it matters. I like Austin Eckler, but, I mean, can you get him another running back? And the, Keenan Allen, a huge fan, when they ran the go route to Keenan Allen, how fast was he going? Now, I know he's got a bum hamstring, but he's not the most fast. He struggled to run a 4-7 when he was coming out of Cal. What was he going, like 5-3? <laughs> you know, Mike Williams' ankle, I don't blame him. He goes up, he makes that catch early in the game, falls on that ankle, and just, it's hard. And Justin Herbert is just a shining beam of positivity coming out of there. But for whatever reason, this franchise, and I truly believe it starts with the owner, who is just fundamentally cheap to his core. I mean, you have all these great quarterbacks, and beside Marty Schottenheimer, which ultimately he chose his general manager over, he just goes after cheap coach after cheap coach after cheap coach. Now you have this generational talent. Like, that's what this guy physically brings to the table. How many people listening to this right now, if your quarterback is not like, obviously, Mahomes, maybe a Burrow, I mean, it's a short list. You wouldn't want that guy on your team. Because I know this, every 49er fan I know would give anything to have Justin Herbert be the quarterback of their team. Seattle, Arizona, we can go around the league. Yet they're going to suck again. And we're going to look up and they're going to be 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Eight and nine. And when I say suck, suck for having generational quarterbacks and miss the playoffs. How is that possible? The Chargers can take all this talent every single year and screw it up. Unlike any franchise, like the Lions always suck. Well, historically, the Lions, beside like three players, have never had that much talent. The Jags are always a joke, right? The Chargers, we all pick them every single year. Like this is the year they're going to win 11, 12 games. This is the year they're going to win the division. This is the year they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. And what happens? We've even added a team to the playoffs. It is now not quite half the league, but seven teams in each, you know, conference make the playoffs and let's face it they're gonna miss they're gonna miss with Justin Herbert again playing well and I've criticized Brandon Staley enough it it is what it is like eventually it's on the franchise like you hired this guy of course he's not that good the Chargers are that guy who looks incredible on paper got multiple degrees from good schools you see him he's tall he's good-looking Then he's 45, he's unemployed, and he's a miserable SOB. And he has nothing to show for his intellectual and physical prowess. (laughs) You know, it's just just an underachieving franchise. Year changes, their outcomes never change, though. Same shit every single year. Of course the Chiefs beat them. I was going to go some Eagles-Colts, but I do think we need to start with what just happened in New England. And obviously the Patriots get an incredible win, walk-off punt return. My first year with Philly uh, was the was the game when Matt Dodge punted it to Deshaun Jackson, and uh, we won the division because of that game. And Tom Coughlin almost, I mean, 
it, it, he should have assaulted him coming off the field. And I think a lot of casual fans like outkick the coverage. We all know what that means, right? You kick it too far. But when you outkick on a punt, you only have two guys. Like on a kickoff return, every guy is running at the same pace, right? So all 10 guys beside the kicker are all coming down in a wave and they all have a lane. When it comes to punt, you really have the two gunners on the outside who are usually being guarded by two guys. So when you heavily outkick those guys with a low liner, it's why hang time with a punt really matters. Like, just because you kick it far, if it only hangs in the air for three and a half seconds, you would much rather have it go less far and hang in the air for 4.8 seconds. And we're only talking, obviously, like one second difference, maybe one second, like 1.2 seconds. But that makes an enormous deal when you allow a guy to get a running start before the two gunners get there and then kind of set himself up on the angles and let his blockers put him in position to make some moves. And that's what happened. And then you saw after the game, Zach Wilson, who the Jets have a problem, right? They've hit on all these draft picks. They have a really talented team. I think even if you're a Patriot fan, you could... You know, even if you're a diehard Patriot fan, you could agree they they probably got more talent than you on their team. But their quarterback stinks. He's not any good. Like, he's a horrendous football player right now. Now, I'm not going to go as far as calling him a bust. It's only in his second year. To me, you can't be a bust for several years down the line. And here's the thing with Zach Wilson. Like, I have a hard time calling certain players busts that never should have been drafted that high. Like, ultimately, Mac Jones, to me, is pretty average, but is he a bust? Like, he's a third-round pick in the history of the league. But because of quarterback inflation, he goes really high. In years past, guys like Solomon Thomas and Cleveland Farrell were drafted by the Raiders and the 49ers in the top five. Like, to me, are those guys busts, or were they just some of the most overdrafted players in the history of the league? Now, when guys have a lot of talent, and then they suck, like, that to me is what you call a bust. That's why Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, those guys, physically, they had all the attributes to be a really talented player. Like, you watch Zach Wilson. He's a good athlete. He's got a live arm. Like, it's not because some guys bust at quarterback because their arm sucks or they're physically overwhelmed. That's not the case with Zach Wilson. But when you watch him play, especially against the hoodie, who just completely owns the guy, which, of course, he does, because any quarterback who physically and mentally don't have it all together and aren't in sync with each other are going to be in major trouble against Bill Belichick. And Zach Wilson is currently his mark. And here's the thing with Zach Wilson. After the game, when he's asked, his defense was awesome. They had them in a position to go to overtime against a team that they have not beat in seven years. They cannot beat this team. And the defense and the entire team's mindset put themselves in a position to win this game. Yet their quarterback, they managed 22 yards, or excuse me, two yards of offense in the second half. He threw for 77 yards on the game. 77. Mac Jones, who to me, I I still think is pretty average, threw for 245 yards. They are not, they, they couldn't get past midfield. They couldn't get first downs. And he's asked after the game if he felt like he let the defense down. And without hesitation, he says no. And listen, I'm not a huge believer in like, you got to fake it to the media. Like ultimately it matters what your team thinks, what your coaches think, then like playing to the media, which obviously then the fans see. But then there are reports after the game that inside the locker room, they think he's walking around like it ain't his problem. 
Now, I don't know who in in his situation, in his mind, in his head, whose problem he could think it is. Like it ain't the D line's fault. It ain't the it ain't the cornerback's fault. And I saw that the wide receivers and Garrett Wilson after the game, the star wide receiver from Ohio State, the tenth pick in the draft, was pissed. I mean, I watched his. He, he was he was calm when he said it, but he was basically saying, we're an embarrassment. We are way too good for this. This is this shit is unacceptable. And you watch Zach Wilson, who just refuses to take any responsibility. And part of being the quarterback, why it's so hard and why I think we're critical on guys like Kyler Murray and why we give guys like Lamar Jackson so much credit, you don't get credit. Like, you don't get drafted just to handle the good times. Any human can handle the good times. You can handle the good times. I can handle the good times. My neighbor can handle the good times. Any human being alive can handle when things are going well. How do you handle when shit hits the fan? And that's where, especially at quarterback, mentally tough guys rise above. Guys that are wired for it. It's why this position eats so many guys up. The not talented enough guys, and then the majority of the talented guys enough can't handle it. Because they start going through a rough patch on the sea, and they sink. Only so many guys can keep the boat afloat. And right now it feels like, I don't want to say he's pointing fingers because there's no one for him to point a finger at. But he sure as hell is not going like, I need to step it up. And that's not just on the comment that he had after the game. That's the reports coming out of the locker room that the team is like, what the hell is this guy's deal? If you and I on the couch can see this guy sucks, what do you think those guys think? Elijah Moore, who I was critical of when he asked for a a trade, right, uh, earlier in the season. It's like, you know, he kind of, I saw him make a couple plays today. And Garrett Wilson can play on my team any day of the week. And those guys are like, what is going on? The, the Jets have a serious problem because they have, Robert Sala's a solid coach. He, he's really kind of coming on. Their, their roster, pretty damn good. And they're missing some star players. But ha, what are they going to do at quarterback? Like they, they drafted this guy. This wasn't five years ago. This was last, this is his second year in the league. He was the number two overall pick. Listen, we can nitpick Justin Fields all we want. Right, guys like me talk about his talent, his physical attributes, and how good he can be, and his team keeps losing. Here's what I know about Justin Fields. He's playing with fucking Dante Pettis and Nikhil Harry in the worst offensive line in the league. If you don't think that if they could redo that, they would take Justin Fields over Zach Wilson, you need to put down the drugs. Because that's one of the all-time... I even said it at the time. Like, part of Zach Wilson, remember his breakout year in 2020? Like, their rival, for example, BYU's rival is Utah. Well, that year, because the Pac-12 almost canceled the season because of the vid, and BYU's this independent, the Pac-12 did not pay, play any non-conference games. So they didn't play Utah. And if you go back and you look at BYU's schedule, who typically plays the Notre Dames, Utahs, I mean, they play real teams. They didn't play anyone that year. And the one good team they played, Coastal Carolina, he lost. Now, I've never disputed his physical attributes, but I've always red flagged one-year wonder, at a school that is a legitimate school, but that year, because of it was 2020, they didn't play anybody. And now it's kind of unraveling, and it it all reflects on him. And this, honestly, it reflects on Joe Douglas, because he pulled the trigger to draft this guy, and it's a major problem. And how are you going to beat the Patriots? Like, the Patriots ain't going anywhere. It's not like they are some powerhouse roster. They just got the hoodie. They got solid players. They take special teams seriously. They play. They take defense seriously. And as long as they take defense seriously, how are you going to beat him? Because he is never going to function against them. And he clearly can't. Because every time he plays them, he looks like shit. 
Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code COLIN. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code COLIN for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Speaking of a guy who honestly didn't look that great most of the game, and we said this on the Monday night game, like one of the things with Jalen Hurts, I'm a big fan. I watched him, just the guy, knowing people in the organization. If you watch that Kelsey interview, he is an impressive individual. But like separate the impressive human being and how good he like handles himself and separate some of his stats to what's he going to look like in a tight game when he's losing. And in fairness to him this year, they haven't really been in any of those games. And the one game he was in on Monday night, they ended up losing. Well, he got put in the situation again. Short week on the road against a team that Jeff Saturday is looking like Vince Lombardi. They're up 13-3 in the fourth quarter, and you're going, honestly, I had a couple memes ready on my phone. I was like, Jeff Saturday, man, 2-0. And what happened? 
Guy refused to let him loose. Guy refused to let him loose. He is such a fantastic one. He threw a fan, he threw a touchdown, I think, with like 12, 13 minutes left in the game. And that got him back in the game. But then in a must-have drive, drove him right down the field and won the game with his legs. And he is just so calm under pressure. And when you look at him, and I talk about being high and, too, and being too low, like ultimately what you want in quarterbacks, you want them to be excited, obviously, but you never want them to get too low, right? And that's when things are going bad, right? When things are going bad, you actually, if you stay even keel, it's why most good coaches, like watch Andy Reid and Bill Belichick on the sideline. They're, they're not some crazy roller coaster, right? They're not like 2021 stock market, then the 2022 stock market, up and down. No, they're pretty even keel. I would say Bill's the best at it. And you watch Jalen Hurts, he's never too high and he's never too low. But today I thought on the road against a good defense who'd been kicking their ass, where things were happening, some fumbles, some turnovers, he just made plays when plays had to be made. And Sirianni was just going bananas after the game. Even I thought like, Nick, you just beat the Colts. But then watching some of his comments, Frank Reich is his mentor. So listen, like, I saw a lot of people on social media talking shit about Sirianni that he shouldn't be like that, pumping his chest and cocky. If someone's your guy, and when you have someone in your life who changes your life, like ultimately without Frank, who he followed from San Diego, where he coached with him with the Chargers, to the Colts, and then he became the head coach of the Eagles. So without that man, Nick Sirianni, in his mind, is going, there is no chance on God's green earth I'm an NFL head coach right now. Zero. Who knows what I'd be? Maybe I'd be a wide receiver coach on some crappy team. But because of Frank, and I think he even said in his post-game press conference, like his dad and his like high school coach, but his NFL mentor is Frank Reich. And they fired him, even though I've said over and over, it was a justified firing. You know, I, I think Frank had to go. But I do get from Nick's perspective, like, fuck you guys. You Jeff Saturday, and you're going to act like you're going to beat us, and then you are beating us. And then when I do beat you... I'm going to basically do a lap around your, uh, you know, your stadium and high five and jump and, and point at Eagles fans because I, I did think at the time it was a little over the top, but then hearing it, like, I think we're all human beings and, it, you know, loyalty to people that really change your life is important, you know, because ultimately for the most of us, and I would say for the most part, the majority of human beings are going to have a small number of people who truly like take you to a new place, right? Professionally or personally. And clearly, Frank meant a lot to Nick. And that win was big for the Eagles. Because all of a sudden, they when I'm thinking they're, they're going to lose that game, the Cowboys beat the living piss out of the Vikings. The Commanders, sneaky, hottest team in the league, uh, they're 6-5 and five now. The Giants, who I, I've been saying, no matter, they could lose every game from here on out, hat tip to Brian Dable. He is clearly a real NFL coach, the Giants should be very proud and very excited. I'm sorry, Giants fans, you're not going to make the playoffs. And there's nothing wrong with that. You should not make the playoffs. You're going to lose a lot of games. As you saw today, you know why the Lions were a bad matchup for you? Because they can score. <laughs> like Just because they can score points. Once you get above 20 against the Giants, the Giants are in trouble. That is no indictment of Brian Dayball. If I'm a Giants fan, you got a bunch of picks, you're going to have some money, the future is bright. But you're going to come back to earth. I actually think the Giants or the Commanders might pass you. But the Cowboys, their high end is high. Their high end is really high, right? And partly because Tony Pollard is a stud. CeeDee Lamb's coming on, and that defensive front can pass rush on anybody. 
So the Eagles, when I was like, they're going to lose this game, all of a sudden the Cowboys are going to be right there. They still play the Cowboys again. That was a big win. That, that, that was a very, very big win. Also, it kind of separates the Vikings, gives them a little bit of breathing room. And now think about this week. The Vikings have a big game against the Patriots. The Giants play the Cowboys. Like All of a sudden, the Cowboys can kind of, I don't want to say KO the Giants, but really put the Giants back to earth. I mean, the Giants might lose two games in four days. The Vikings better be careful to not fall under that as well. Uh, and other than that, we'll talk a lot more football coming up on, on Tuesday's show. Some thoughts on Russell Wilson. Who knows? Maybe by the time you listen to this, Nathaniel Hackett has lost his job. It's pretty crazy that Devontae Adams is having, I mean, it might go down as his best statistical season this year of his career, and he's going to play on like a five-win team. But uh, did it, pretty cool for him and Derek to have a walk-off touchdown. I saw a car set after the game. We've been dreaming about that since college. So, uh, fun day of NFL games. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.